0: Hello everybody, a Go Tigers and a Hoodette to you all, and welcome to this 8th episode of Goal to Go for uh, this, you know, season, and after a weekend in which I did not have a voice, because, you know, life is nice, um, we're back with episodes, although you wouldn't have noticed that, well, if you listened to my Friday episode, you would have definitely noticed that, because I didn't have a voice, that's when I lost it. Um, but oh boy, oh boy, you know what I haven't lost? I haven't lost a step on this show and we're going to get into it. Let's start with the predictions. And boy did I do well last week. 12 and 4. On my predictions, uh pretty decent job. Could not get the Seahawks and the Rams at the Seahawks winning it. And then Russell Wilson got injured. And then I really regretted my decision. Yeah. Rams won 26 to 17. Geno Smith led a 98-yard touchdown drive in the year of our Lord, 2021. What? Th- that's what I have to say about that. Uh, the game was pretty... I need to ask whoever was, you know, in the truck uh, why you felt the need to show the injury that Russell Wilson had about 17, 18 times. Okay. Was, was, was it necessary to show that injury that many times? Because you know eventually... It just gets kind of nauseating. Um, yeah, so that's fun. Anyway, um, the next game was the Falcons and the Jets, and I had the Falcons winning that Apparent This game was at 8.30, but I was busy doing work that I got paid for. Woohoo! It didn't need a voice for it. It was cool. Um, yeah. Falcons, apparently, they just beat the Jets pretty well, and then they nearly blew the game, and then they didn't. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, The Packers and the Bengals had the Packers winning it. The Packers did, in overtime. Five straight missed field goals. Five straight missed field goals. This whole week, by the way, was just characterized by a plethora of missed field goals and extra points. The most combined kicks missed. um, Since 1987. And I don't know if it was a scab week, so we'll see about that. This was the most missed extra points in a week in the history of the NFL. 13, baby. Yeah, Mason Crosby was responsible for one of them. Yeah, this game had five missed field goals at the end of it. I mean, it was funny when Evan McPherson, the former Florida kicker who came out a year early, you know, was celebrating his kick because, you know, I've seen Evan McPherson have to make a kick that would have potentially tied the game at least and he missed it it's Florida hate week let me have this well it's more like hate the fact that Florida is going to come and beat LSU Ooh, did I just spoil my prediction for tomorrow I did um yeah Packers won though hey Jamar Chase is still beasting but after the game Joe Burrow went to the hospital because of a possible throat bruise uh Why that sounded weird to say, I don't know. What I do know is that people need to stop calling it a contusion. That's a bruise. Just say bruise. It's normal. And uh, apparently, Rodgers said to uh, Joe Burrow, slide, which, yes, please slide, bro. Stop taking hits. Just slide down. Good quarterbacks do it. Josh Allen does it. He is a good quarterback. Do you see why they do it, though? It's to protect you. That's why the slide exists. Then the Vikings beat the Lions on a 54-yard field goal with no time remaining after being down with 34 seconds to go. What? Lions, you are sad. You are making Dan Campbell cry. Also, Dan Campbell is very much the head coach you need right now. Because him getting that emotionally invested in this team is amazing. He cares so much for the players and for the coaching staff and for the fans. And he damn well wanted to win that game. And you could tell in his speech. That's a leader right there. It's just that they don't have the talent. Or like, yeah, they just don't have the talent. And they keep getting injured left, right, and center. Like, they've had like two more injuries again. Like their center and another, I think it was the wide receiver. I know it was their center went down Frank Ragnow. Uh, I don't remember the other guy. Then, the Saints beat Washington. In a game that can only be described as Blake Gillikin was the MVP of that game, where the hell was his Special Teams Player of the Week award. Seriously, I don't get how Marshawn Lattimore won Defensive Player of the Week, but Blake Gillikin didn't win Special Teams Player, despite the fact that Blake Gillikin basically won us that game off of his foot when he murdered punts that were down inside the 5. Like, he had a couple of them that just, you know, scampered out to the 2 and stuff, and then Ty Montgomery high-pointed a ball. To make sure it was down to the two. And it's like... Bro. 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 How are you doing this? Because Blake Gilligan... Murders punts for a living. Gotta say... Cody Parkey... He doinked an extra point. And if you're wondering... If you're wondering, yes, I was celebrating he did that because it put us... A, it didn't change much. We were going to win anyway. It was 33-22 at that point, and that was the final score. So, yeah, but still. Wh- what? It turns out it was because he was playing on a pulled groin. That's the fourth kicker that has been injured for us this year. The fourth. Really? Apparently, Will Lutz isn't going to be back that soon, so we just... Hu- uh you know, picked up a kicker off of the Bears? He's an undrafted free agent, so we have to keep him on the active roster for three games. So, what? Get he better work, because we will find ways to bury him, and we will basically have 52 active players. Oh, and in other news, I don't know what's happening with Taysom Hill, but he better get over that concussion, please. I mean, I know concussion is a very serious injury, but also, I'd really like for you not to have that. Then, in one of the few games I missed, the Panthers lost to the Eagles. Now, this is because the Eagles did things. Hold on one second. <laughs> yes, I needed that. <laughs> Apologies. Um, Yeah, there's a blocked kick. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, because he's the guy that won special teams player of the week for the NFC. Uh, T.J. Edwards was his name, and uh, yeah, sparked this major comeback, and the Eagles won twenty-one to eighteen. Panthers did not look good. D.J. Moore did not look that good, but oh well. Then, the Titans murdered the Jaguars. Oh my god, the Jaguars are so bad. They just are. They're super horrible. The Titans had their way with them because Derrick Henry decides to run through every single uh, Jaguar like it's, you know. That's just his thing. He just murders the Jaguars every year. Twice a year, every year. Just feasts. Then, the game that I had for my Survivor pick, which, thank the God. Gods, this actually went. Patriots barely beat the Texans on a last-second field goal. Really? How do you nearly lose to this Texans team? Are you that bad? Yes, they are that bad. I think that the Patriots are genuinely one of the more teams in the NFL right now. Mac Jones is getting thrown right into the fire. He needs to step it up, but then again, he's a rookie. Rookie should not be expected to be all world. Justin Herbert was an anomaly. Then Broncos and Steelers. Well, the Broncos didn't win that game. You know, I didn't hear much about this game. Oh wait, other than the part of the Broncos don't know how to call plays. Pat Shermer is cooked. Can he even call plays is bad. Also, Kendall Hinton caught a touchdown. I just thought that was funny considering he played quarterback last year. Um then the Bucks murdered the Dolphins 45 to 17. Damn. That did not go so well. Um The Dolphins got down to their third string quarterback at one point. Uh, Cause their backup, backup quarterback uh, Jacoby Brissett got injured, so Reed Sinnette had to come in. He is out of FCS non scholarship San Diego. Yep. Um. So that's the thing. Then in the game that a lot of people missed. Vegas lost to the Bears. The Bears manhandling the Raiders 20-9. to Is this the point at which I introduced the John Gruden thing? I think this is the point at which I introduced the John Gruden thing. Um, no, I actually don't do that until we stop recapping. Let's, let's not. Okay, yeah. Because, still got to talk about the Chargers beating the Browns on the funniest eventual game winner of all time, where the Browns pulled Austin Eckler into the end zone, kicking and screaming. Then, for some inexplicable reason, the Browns. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, The Browns. They just didn't try to play with any urgency. And they were, like, running so much time off the clock. And they had to get a touchdown. And it's like, what the hell is going on here? Oh, by the way, there was a horrible pass interference call in which uh, there was defensive pass interference on a play on which. The offensive player was pulling the jersey. Really? Just a hunch? No. Then we have the Cowboys beating the New York Giants injured to hell. So Saquon Barkley is out. And Daniel Jones is out. Oops. That's not good. Oh, and Kadarius Tony, after having the game of his career. Uh, his very young career. But... His career, no less. Um, you know. Sorry, I've been trying to think of a way to do this. Uh, yeah, he punched someone in the face. That's right, that's the word I was looking for. Pun- he punched punched someone in the helmet. Uh, yes, it was a bitch move. What happened to him. He got shoved to the ground. But, like, you don't need to a- Punch a guy. Come on. Don't be stupid. Then, Cardinals. 49ers. Cardinals didn't really show up that much, but neither did the Niners, so I guess it works out. 17-10 to victory. Didn't really show me that they're the best team in the NFL, but it's okay. Then, the Bills beat the crap out of the Chiefs. I told you the Bills was going to beat the Chiefs. I said the Bills were going to beat the Chiefs because the Bills are a better football team. And the Chiefs knew that because clearly they tried to rage quit that they just tried to leave the game on pause, you know, for about an hour, and then they were like, "No, we need to get back to football." And then they did, and it didn't end up working so well. Uh, yeah, the Chiefs have no defense. Man, Spagnuolo's never been a bad defensive coordinator before. He's never been the coordinator of a team that had all offense and no defense before. I can't think of any other time he would have ever done that. Nope. 2012 Saints rings a bell for ya. Team that lost to a terrible Chiefs team. Um yeah, that was fun. And then finally, the Ravens beat the Colts in overtime. Because reasons. Um yeah. I needed three points from Justin Tucker in that game, and he got me exactly three points. And it was so glorious, and I won by point four in my fantasy league. So Thank you. Please never do that again. Please don't just lay an egg out there, completely forget how to play football, and then have Lamar Jackson go into overdrive. So Rodrigo Blankenship is injured, I see. Oops. Calais Campbell used his entire massive hands to block a field goal. It was funny. Why? Massive hands. Now, this is the point where we talk about the John Gruden stuff because it makes sense. You see, in the midst of the game and the beatdown it was, um, New York Times article came out. So on Sunday, <coughs> uh, a reporter revealed some emails that had been leaked from the uh, investigation into the Washington football team with that whole trainers and selling prescription drugs thingy. Uh, in which um, John Gruden said some stuff about Demoris Smith, the NFL's PA's like president or player representative or somebody, um, c- calling him dumb, Maurice Smith. Yeah, got him. And then using a really, really creative racial epithet. Um, yeah. Like, I'll say this, I don't think anyone's ever said that before. But yeah, um, so it was that. And people tried to say, you know, it was 10 years ago, because it was 10 years ago, it was 2011. Um, uh, it was one time, he could have changed by now. So then, uh, Monday night rolls around and a New York Times reporter gets a bunch of other emails, uh, from the Washington football team's other investigation... Uh, That one being into the workplace uh, sexual harassment. You know, about 650,000 emails have been gone through. And a select few uh, got released about John Gruden saying some horrible things about women and, you know, gay people. Um, And that's what did him in. Not the racist stuff, no. That would never do him in. Um, It was the misogynistic, the homophobic stuff, and the talking shit about Roger Goodell. One of those three things is the reason that got him, I mean, is the reason he was done in. And if you can't tell, it was the third one. Yeah. Said a bunch of crap about his uh, boss. He wasn't going to have a job. He said all those comments, by the way, those weren't, oh, 10 years ago and he's changed. No, that was a pattern of behavior from 2011 to 2018. That's seven years. And, you know, three years ago. Not that long ago. Guys. Guys, it wasn't 10 years ago. There's been so much trying, uh, whataboutism. You know, trying to say like, oh, but what about this, that, and the other thing? And it's like, that's not to defend him, right? You're not defending what he said, right? You're not defending that he should still have a job, right? Because he can't lead. He cannot lead effectively if he's going to say those things and believe those things. This is the head coach of a football team with the first openly gay NFL player on it. Like, no. No shit no the stuff he said is inexcusable and it's not possible to have on a football team as a leader uh Brandon Staley who's fast become my new favorite head coach um you know my favorite new head coach I should say um he he made a response to it he said stuff Um, And it was really good. And, like, you should go listen to it because it's better than anything I could ever say. Where he basically explains, like, yeah, no, you can't be a leader and, and, like, do that kind of stuff. That's not leadership. Leadership is, like, you have to earn trust, stuff like that. It's really good. I can't even do it justice. But it's, like, (sighs) this kind of crap is not excusable. And, uh, you guys can't just go around and do that uh, whole, it was only John Gruden thing. There's 650,000 emails and you you gave out like six. You got like 649,994 left to go. Let's get those out there. But they're never going to do it. Where's Dan Snyder in all of this? Oh, he's not mentioned at all? Of course not. He's an owner. Why the hell do you care about Dan Snyder so much? He's a piece of shit and nobody likes him. The owners don't even frickin' like him that much. Why the hell do you care about him? Look, if you were an actual good organization that had a moral backbone, which you don't, you're the NFL, you're the one who was actively hiding concussion statistics uh, and screwing over players for decades upon decades, um, what you would do is you would force Daniel Snyder out the good old-fashioned uh, Donald Sterling way. You would tell him to go bail, bail. You are a piece of garbage. Go away. Nobody likes you. Okay. You forced an opposing team to pay for parking. Yeah, you can look that one up. That's real. Um... Like... What are are you doing? What what are you doing, man? Like... No... Just... I'm sorry. I just don't like Dan Snyder. And to make things worse, Washington just announced today, or yesterday, that they're going to be retiring Sean Taylor's number 21 at halftime of the upcoming game. Four game... um, I'm sorry. Four days in advance. It's a bunch of crap PR bullshit, let me tell you, okay? This is Sean Taylor, this is a guy that you only throw out there, by the way, not because you care about him, uh, but because, you know, he's your puppet. He's a puppet for this organization. Whenever something bad happens, it's like, oh, but Sean Taylor. Four days in advance, people have been waiting their entire life to go see this. He's one of the most beloved players in the history of the organization. He's one of the only good things to happen since Dan Snyder's taken ownership of this franchise. Four days notice you give to people. You have a game on Monday Night Football on November 29th. That's the night on which you should have retired his number. Okay? Good enough for you? good enough for me. Do it then. Or do it any other time besides now. The Saints announced this week that they're going to be putting Sam Mills in their ring of honor. We announced that for December 2nd. So a month and a half in advance. You gave four days notice. Go and shove it. And they tried to... Let me try and uh, actually... You know what? No. They said... Why they did it. They said why they did it. Quote, We wanted to do something long overdue by retiring players' numbers. Months ago, we planned for Bobby Mitchell and Sean Taylor to be the first two. Seeing the reaction, I'm very sorry that the short notice does not properly reflect the impact Sean had. My ass. My ass. No. I know. There is no possible way you could have done this on such short notice unless you knew exactly what you were doing. Somebody made a great joke online, you know, uh, they had Sean Taylor's jersey in a glass case that said break in case of emergencies. That's basically what this is. Um. So, yeah, that's what I got to say about that. So let's talk about predictions now for the upcoming week. So, let's go. Four teams are on their bye this week, by the way. So there are only 14 picks. So I got the Bucks being the Eagles tonight. Uh, but if Tom Brady's ha- uh, thumb gets injured, they're doomed. Oh yeah, Tom Brady's got an injured thumb. I think the Eagles won't pull it off. But man, if there's any team to pull a crazy upset this week, it's the Eagles. Or it's the Jaguars. But I think the Dolphins will beat the crap out of them. I think the Jaguars could genuinely break the Bucks losing streak. Yeah. Excuse me. Then, Packers. Bears. The Packers escaped with a win. In a game they never really needed to escape a win. Excuse me. <laughs> Great, we've got hiccups now, so we're going to have fun with that. Um, yeah. And, you know... Of all the teams, I just don't think the Bears will give them any hiccups. Nice segue. Um, yeah, Packers should take their time, beat the crap out of them. Bengals, Lions. Bengals are a better team than the Lions. The Lions are just not able to get the right footing. The Bengals are figuring things out. Except for that kicking situation. I McPherson being an inconsistent kicker. Where have I seen that before? Yeah, next up. Colts Texans. <coughs> Colts the Texans are garbage. I don't know what they were doing against the Patriots. Um, the question is, are the Colts going to play up to their potential against the uh Ravens, or play down to their potential against the Ravens in the second half? Slash down to the potential of the Texans. Then Rams Giants. Rams are going to beat the crap out of the Giants. The Giants probably going to be starting Mike Glennon. Uh, that's not even that hard. Then, Chiefs, Washington. I got the Chiefs winning this game, but I don't think it's a gimme just because the Chiefs are bad. But, Taylor Heineke was throwing pass. He threw a pick to P.J. Williams where it was like, did you forget P.J. Williams existed? Like, he was right in front of the ball. Okay. We take those. Then, Vikings, Panthers. Panthers should win this game, uh, mainly because they're more talented. But, Christian McCaffrey's out. But, Dalvin Cook is out. I think. He might have been practicing. I will literally change this if Dalvin Cook's status is upgraded to in. I will literally go in and change this. Yeah. So, it literally depends on if Dalvin Cook plays compared to... And Christian McCaffrey plays because that's important. Then Ravens Chargers. If the Chargers are going to give up 230 rushing yards to the Browns, I don't see how this can end well for the Ravens. I mean... For the uh, Chargers, like, against the Ravens, a team that can run the ball better, it ain't gonna be good. So I see the Ravens winning it. Cardinals and Browns, I think the Cardinals will win it, but that's mainly because I don't really know what to make of the Browns or the Cardinals. I've not seen either one of them play. This is the problem of not using streams. Yeah. Then, Broncos, Raiders. Look, I think the Raiders are just dealing with a bit too much stuff right now for them to win this game. Yeah. Broncos win, but I will say the Broncos are a bit incompetent, so I could see them losing. Then the game that I have picked for my, uh, eliminator challenge, the Cowboys and the Patriots. Yes. And yes, I didn't pick the Rams because the Rams I'm saving for next week They're playing the Texans. Um, look, what I saw about the Patriots, when you nearly lose to the Texans, you gave up three touchdowns. You gave them three touchdown passes. Really? Okay. You're not going to beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys are too good for you. So that's what happens there. Then, Pittsburgh, Seattle. I think Pittsburgh can pick up the win. I think they got a better pass rush than uh, Seattle's offensive line can handle. And also, Geno Smith. I don't know if Geno Smith's going to be ready yet. And then, finally, in a game that I predict will have 59 total points, the Bills and the Titans. The Bills are going to wipe the floor with the Titans. Yes, best offense and defense in the NFL, man. Just it's nowhere close. I still don't understand how the Bills uh, have that loss to the Steelers, and now we move on to college games. Boy, am I doing well? Um, yeah. I got all but two right last week. So, Oklahoma beat Texas. You know what? This is actually the place at which I could talk about this. Yeah. Oklahoma beat Texas, and uh, they were down 21-0. And then Caleb Williams came in, the backup. And yeah, he, he, he's the reason. He's the future. And Spencer Rattler is cooked and terrible. My goodness gracious. Now, we now know that Caleb Williams is going to be the starter. But how do we know this? Well, you can thank Mason Young of the OU Daily... Well, actually, no, you all, we all knew this after what he did in that game, but we can confirm it because of Mason Young of the OU Daily student newspaper. Uh, he broke that story. How? He just needed two things. Binoculars and a window. OU's practice facility is in plain view of a window... On campus in a public building. They've known about this problem because they blurred the windows at dorms uh, that face the practice facility. This is a lame move. You suck. Um, Yeah, here's a quote. The Daily watched the offensive pla- practice regimen from a public building near the OU practice football practice field with no athletics employees discouraging observation the daily does not observe practice regularly but did so tuesday under heightened interest given the situation yeah so what happened oh they also by the way they also talked to spencer rattler's dad about the situation i think either he reached out or something happened there but yeah and again they made the windows opaque last year So, of course, Lincoln Riley, in his infinite wisdom, decided to, you know, cancel all media availability until after Saturday's game because he's a little shit. Um, look, he didn't allow the media to speak to Caleb Williams, the guy who won them the game, which is inexcusable. Like, it's such a backwards idea, especially nowadays. But it's like, guys, there's no standard, and apparently, like, and I was reading this, And there's no standard for media availability for college teams. And there should be. You know, because otherwise you get these situations. In the NFL, there is. And we see, like, okay, this guy took reps with the starters. This, that, and the other thing. There are open practices and there are closed practices. But, like, because college coaches can be so secretive about stuff for no reason. Everyone knew Caleb Williams was going to start this week. Um, we get this crap. We get this crap. And then next, we got Ole Miss beating Arkansas. And speaking, speaking of crazy stories, let's talk about Ole Miss. That's right. I would normally save these for the end, but, you know, I figured they tie in pretty well to everything. And also, I want to get this thing done, and I don't want to save it for the end, because I will probably talk 87 hours at the end of it. So... Uh, this about the Ole Miss 247 Sports Board controversy. So, Yancey Porter, he was a reporter for Ole Miss Spirit. That was a 247 sports site for Ole Miss. <gasps> you know, given the name, that was kind of obvious. Um, So, Monday, he posted this story. It had a quote from Devin Brown. He's a QB recruit. He's committed to USC, uh, but he took a visit to Ole Miss. Uh, so, here was the quote. Uh, this is talking about his visit to Ole Miss. It blew me away, honestly. I loved everything about my trip down there. It was my first time to visit the state of Mississippi. Never met so many nice people in my life. Their offense is tailor made for a quarterback. They have two of the best offensive minds in college football. You want know, to. There the, might A little the problem there was that. Uh, basically. Uh, he never said that. He never said that. Um. Yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah, this is Brown on Twitter. Uh, I gave my number to a reporter today, and he quoted me when I have yet to even speak with him. Not cool, at Yancey Porter. Ole Miss recruits, check your quotes. Swearing emoji. So then Porter changed his story. He said the quote came from an unnamed third-party stringer, basically a freelance journalist. Yeah, yeah, Brown also refuted that that claim, so... hmm. Then Porter asked Brown to delete the original tweet in a DM, saying, quote, Devin, I took that quote down immediately. Can you please take that tweet down? It's making me look very bad. Bro, you literally committed journalistic malpractice. Just saying. You committed journalistic malpractice. I think you should leave that tweet up. But yeah. Because Tuesday rolled around because, I mean, then Tuesday rolled around and the message boards, they were ablaze. They were going crazy. That 247 Sports had cut ties with or fired uh, key people with the site, not just Porter. On Wednesday, on 3 CEO, Shannon Terry, he's the founder of 247. He was the co-founder of Rivals. He's been involved in some other stuff. Uh, It's been controversial, but I didn't talk about it because I didn't find it that interesting to talk about here. Uh, he announced that Old Miss Spirit was moving to his platform. Now, Porter was not one of the key figures brought on because, you know, fabricating quotes is probably not going to get you any more jobs in the journalism industry. And by the way, 247 Sports announced that uh, Old Miss Spirit was going in a paywalled post for some reason? Yeah. Uh, basically, they said that uh, Ole Miss Spirit was no longer going to be on 247 Sports. That was Tuesday night and that they were starting a new board called Inside the Rebels, all one word, uh, with former Ole Miss spirit reporter David Johnson. Uh, And I say all of this because this happened in about a day. What? What the heck? Anyway. Yeah. By the way, that ending to Arkansas Ole Miss was insane. Arkansas got one second left somehow. Got a touchdown, went for two, and failed. Man, just such a good game. Then, Georgia-Auburn. 34-10. to Georgia wins. Yep. Then, Wake Forest and Syracuse. Yeah. I don't know what happened in this game because I didn't watch it. I'm assuming that Wake Forest won on like a last-second vehicle or something. They only won by three. BYU got their asses kicked. Uh, they lost 26 to 17 to Boise State. Boise State needed this win, and I mean needed this win, uh, because you know two and three they needed to get to 500 and try and turn their season around. Three versus four happened, and Iowa won. Sean Clifford went down. He's of Penn State, and uh, yeah, that kind of hurt. <coughs> By the way, Iowa I'm sorry, Penn State was not faking injuries, and the fact that Iowa's head coach was pushing that idea is stupid. Bruh. Then Oregon State and Washington, all I can say is that Washington I'm sorry, Washington State, Washington State won it somehow. Then Michigan and Nebraska. Nebraska almost won, but they didn't. Apparently the refereeing was bad. Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, I didn't watch this game. It was on the ACC network, if I recall correctly, and I don't have that. Um, yeah, Notre Dame won 32-29 on the last second field goal. And then finally, let's not talk about Kentucky-LSU. I already talked enough about that. 42-21, to Kentucky beats LSU in a game in which LSU gets up 330 rushing yards. We're garbage. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, there was that one other game. Oh, yeah, Bama lost. Bama lost, baby. Let's go. Okay, I'm not getting anything screwed on that. <clears throat> yes. So, Bamba lost to Jimbo Fisher. Save a loss to Jimbo Fisher. First assistant he's ever lost to. Um, First, you know, win J- uh, is just. Is so dumb, oh man, just so crazy. I'm sorry if I'm a little crazy in the head right now, but trying to get this done so I can get a bunch of work done. Because, guess who's got a midterm in uh, abnormal psychology tomorrow? Me! So I want to get this over with. So let's talk about the games and the picks for the week. Cincinnati over UCF because Cincinnati is good and UCF is. Uh, Oklahoma State over Texas because. Yeah. I just think Oklahoma State's going to win because Texas blew a 21 point lead. Ugh. I'm skipping LSU Florida, though I already told you who's going to win that game. Because uh, I want to go into that next uh, next day. You know, tomorrow. Uh, Georgia versus Kentucky. Georgia's going to win this game. They're going to win it handily. Kentucky's only played one game on the road all year, and their schedule hasn't exactly been that hard. But I'd love to be wrong. Iowa and Purdue. Iowa should win this game handily. Yeah. Baylor and BYU is interesting. I will probably not be watching it. Uh, because... Yeah, it's a 230. So, yeah, we'll see. It's on ESPN. I might watch it. Who knows? I'll probably. We'll see if I'm back by then. Probably will, considering my 35-point rule. Yeah. So, Baylor beating BYU. We'll see. Then, in the Pitt-Virginia Tech game, whereas as I like to call it, like I'm going to tell you, I can't tell you anything about these two teams. So, I picked Pitt, because why not? Iowa State, Kansas State. Can't really tell you anything about this one. Iowa State. Uh, NC State versus Boston College. I've decided to go with Team Chaos by choosing Boston College to beat NC State. And then Arizona State and Utah. I think Arizona State is a decent football team and Utah is. Ugh. And I have 50 points being scored in the UCF Cincinnati game as part of the tiebreaker. So, one last thing, and that is the underdog pickup. And then we will get out of here. Like we should be. All right, it's pulled up. And oh, boy, we're we got. Last week I got three points from UMass beating up uh, <laughs> UMass beating Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, Akron beat Bowling Green. That was a 14.1. Wow, I thought Northern Illinois wasn't going to beat Toledo, and I was wrong. I could have had that. Unfortunate. Oh, yeah, Florida State also won. That was a thing. So, if you wanted the most points, 17 points for AM over Alabama, 17 points for Florida State over North Carolina, and 14 points for Akron over Bowling Green. So, that's... 48 points Sadly, I only got 3 Okay, let us see What are the lines this week? So I already picked Oklahoma State to beat Texas So that's 5 points that I will take there Uh, What's the Boston College one? Is Boston College even favored to lose? They are by three. Mm, That one I'm doing out of blindness. Mississippi State, 17-point underdogs. Wow. Trying to think of... Ooh. That could be a free two points. Yeah, it's a free two points at this point. I'll take UCLA beating Washington. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so that would be easy. Now I need a double digit. And by the way, the biggest Akron's 19 point dogs, Kentucky is 23 point dogs. Okay. Okay. Oh no, ULM. They're the largest underdogs. They're 32 point underdogs to Liberty. So if you took a 32 pointer and then you added a 23 pointer. You have 55 plus 21 is 76 points. So you could get 76 points if those three hit. And if those three hit, you'd also probably be a stupidly rich person if you bet on them. Um Yeah. Uh I'm looking at all of these. And of the 10 plus point underdogs. I would have to say maybe just maybe Duke over Virginia probably won't happen. Akron won't win. Uh, Old Dominion shouldn't do it, but will they is the better question. Kansas is not going to win. New Mexico. mm -hmm. DC over Oklahoma. You know what? Old Dominion will win. Let's see. So, I could get a maximum of 19 points this week. And thus, that concludes another episode of Goal to Go. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, If you did, please share it with other people. It's really helpful. Please, do it. Uh, If you feel compelled to. I'm not going to force you to. Or am I? I'm not. That would be rude of me. Um, If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, -S. P-O-R-T-S. You can find some live streams that I do every other week. Uh, So I'll be doing one this Tuesday at twitch.tv slash T-E-P-I-G-L-O-V-E-R-1. That's twitch.tv slash T-E-P-I-G-L-O-V-E-R-1. We do those on Tuesdays, every other Tuesday, at 8 o'clock Central Time. Don't forget that the Gold to Go kickoff show will be tomorrow. We'll be only talking about the LSU game as the Saints are not playing. So, until such a time as that, I have been Ben Schluter. Hope you have a fantastic week. Until next time, bye-bye.